Well, hello and welcome to Life Coach Radio. I am your host, Kathleen Martin, and I am here with my co-host, Dr. Monica Bennett. Hi, Monica. Hi, Kathleen. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing really well. It's a beautiful day here. And That's we should great. probably let people know where we're calling from because you, mm-hmm. we are not in the same place. I am in, um, in North Carolina in the Blue Ridge Mountains now. Came from um, New York on Long Island. Uh, so I went from the ocean to the mountains, but it's beautiful, really. So tell people where you are. Uh, yes, I am in Freeport, New York. I'm still in New York for the time being. Uh, Freeport is a water town. We're surrounded by many bodies, bays, and uh, the ocean is not too far away. So it's uh, a great walk to not a far walk to a nice body of water. So, yeah. Yeah, water is very important. And I'm certainly not a stranger to Freeport because I grew Mm -hmm. up there from the time I was born. Mm. So I spent you know, 30 years there. So I, I can picture everywhere you talk about, (laughs) you know, so, uh, anyway, um, our coaching conversation today is called, um, prime the mind, prime the mind. I was kind of inspired with this, these words because I started to think about this, Monica, where mm, we all need to understand what the mind is in a much a better way. We were really not brought up with the understanding of what it is. It's certainly talked about a lot today, you know, but I feel like most of us, when we think about the mind, we think about the brain, mm-hmm. right? But it's not the brain, right? That's the organ. And mind is really consciousness, which is non-local. I know this has kind of twisted me around when I started to hear teachers who I spent time with to understand this, but you really want to understand it. Because it's who you are, right? So this consciousness is really um, boundaryless. And you are going to live your life, I hope, after this explanation in a much, um, you know, in a much more expansive way to understand who you are as this consciousness. Because I would hear teachers say things like, like, you know, there is really only one mind. And that is also going to challenge you. What do you mean? I have my mind, you have your mind, but it's everywhere present. And that helps you to understand something that I kind of put it like this, Monica. If it's everywhere present, that means it's omnipresent. Mm -hmm. And if I am, there's only one mind and I'm in it. Like I've heard words like this. It's where I live and move and have my being. Well, that attribute kind of sounds like God, doesn't it? Omnipresent. So I was able to kind of get into that relationship in a way where uh, that being the case and I am in it and of it, then I'm far more powerful than I know myself to be. Right. That's correct. That's really that. That's a great, great uh, way that you worded that because, uh, yeah, Thought is, uh, I say it's omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient. It's everywhere at all times, and it's in everything. So it's, <laughs> there's no getting away from it. It's, it's all-inclusive. Right. And all of those attributes are the kind of 
description that you would give to what most people call mm-hmm. God. You know, I know that word can trip mm-hmm. people up and we're not being religious here. We're just trying to give a word that is kind of universal, but you could call it source or the one or whatever you want to call it. But I find that the mind, okay, being responsive, I was taught that it's literally a field that's responding to me. And it's not going to say you're right Mm -hmm. or wrong, Kathleen, in the way that you're thinking right now. It's simply going to respond. And it's like a mirror reflected back. So priming the mind, the way I started to think about it, is my role to play by getting it ready, Mm. right? You want to get it ready for whatever it is that you're thinking in your life that you would like to have as your life experience, you know, where you feel like um, that would make a big difference in my life. But if your thinking has always been the same thinking about, like we brought up already, money or a relationship or the world out there, and you don't prime it for something new, it'll go right back to its Mm. default. And it will think the same thoughts over and over. I remember one time I was talking to somebody and they brought up something that kind of made me really think. They said, you know, the reason why you wake up every day and you see the same bedroom yeah, is because that's all you put into your mind. So even something as ordinary as redecorating your bedroom mm-hmm. right, needs me to prime my mind to start to think a different thought about it, you know, start to load up the consciousness that I am with different thought about whatever it is that I want more of and prime it, get it ready, start to get your mind ready because maybe you'll be resistant. Maybe you'll go, oh, I can't do that right now. You know, uh, that's an unnecessary expense. I'm not going to decorate my bedroom, right? And So that's a very ordinary, very simplistic description of an, of something that you might need to prime your mind about. But, um, as we go along here and we're going to share as we do each and every episode, very practical ways that you can begin to make the changes that you need to make on the level of the mind. Right, Monica? Yes. Yes. And as you said earlier, the mind is everywhere. It's non-local. It's in what, what it's really, what is, it is, is in the field. It's, it's right. It's out in the ethers of everything. And what you're saying, Kathleen, and, and I, uh, you can let me know if this is correct also is priming the mind. What that actually means is what is it you would like to include in your life when you said no I don't have the money to decorate my room I don't have the time I don't have the ability I'm too tired whatever the negative thoughts or the things that because it's all inclusive so if that's and you said also it's neither right or wrong it's so whatever you're thinking, that's correct. You can't, you can't, you won't be able to do it then. So if you prime your mind to say, well, maybe I can, maybe I can find things that uh, on in a yard sale or in a flea market, or maybe someone all of a sudden, because I know for me, I have an idea. Sometimes I wanted an earth flag 
and I, I was looking at earth flags and it came into my mind earth flags and all of a sudden lo and behold I got an earth flag from a friend of mine uh-huh. because I primed my mind it was in the in in what you would call the vortex or in the field in that field right so I, I right. put it in the field and the field responds Right. And it can, it's, it's really a, like, I find that for myself, Monica, I say my role to play in my life, mm-hmm. right? Not that I'm at the whim or there's luck or chance right. or like that kind of an attitude, right. you know, which is, that is a very dominant attitude for a lot of people. I'm just, I'm not lucky. Yeah. Those people are lucky yeah. or, uh, well, of course they have what they want because look, they were born into that mm. family that had that money mm-hmm. or that those those uh, benefits of that I didn't have. That's not true. In fact, that is priming your mind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So, um, what I hope to share today, and we're going to both share our techniques that are the real techniques that, if you include them, and everybody can do them you will find a very different first, first of all, you're going to feel better. And that's, that's golden right there. You're going to feel more capable. I like the word capable because I never really felt that I was. And now I really, really mm. do. So that is an achievement in my world where I felt like I realized that it's really up to me to give to my mind what it needs to believe that I can instead of I can't. Because I can't is dominant for most people. Mm-hmm. The, the reason why you can't definitely jumps in before the reason why you can't can. So being that you are surrounded by this field, and you know, there's an author we both know and love. Her name is Lynn McTaggart. Mm-hmm. Years mm-hmm. ago, introduced, it, introduced to the book, one of the books that she wrote, which is The Field. But um, really introduces you to something you've never heard of before and gives you an idea that when you look out into the world, yeah. right, and, and you are seeing what you're seeing, you're not seeing with your eyes, you're seeing with your mind. Mm-hmm. So it's a reflecting back to you and you get to get in mm-hmm. there and make changes in your imagination, mm-hmm. right, using that, that um wonderful I I learned from somebody that it's kind of like a bridge you're walking over the bridge in your imagination and you are entering into the world that you want to be in that is filled with the the things that delight you and you do that like you you just had the thought huh wouldn't it be nice if I had an earth flag Hmm. and then here comes the way in a way that you were thinking of the how I've, I've learned that that's not the right question because then you'll get all involved with it. I don't know how, mm. right? So just letting it go into the field, play with it, prime your mind, get in there and practice the feeling of having it. These are the, the ways that the newer ways in my world back when I started to question that came in. And you're not really meant to do do a lot. Of course, you're going to take actions. But when you hand it over to the mind that you're in, sometimes it can even be better than you imagine, right? So that's the way I would prefer that I don't have to do too much other than get the ball rolling with 
setting an intention. You know, we hear a lot about intention, but getting in there and literally priming my mind, getting it ready for this new thinking, new thought, new way. And the first thing that's going to happen, right, Monica, is there's going to be pushback. You're going to first notice thoughts that are going to be resistant. Yeah, for sure. And what do we do? What do we do about that then? What do you do about those resistant thoughts that'll keep you right where you are for the rest of your life and you know you'll leave this lifetime and you won't have those experiences but wouldn't you like to have them while you're here <laughs> right yeah it's an easy it's as you said it's playful it's, you've got mm. to make it playful you've got to make it light it's really important to not heavy oh I don't have that I'm not going to get it I mean I'd like to get it but it's never happened to me before it just every time I try it just fails and What's the point? It's just useless. Uh-huh. And yeah. on and on and on that story goes. But you start with small things like the flag. It wasn't, it, you know, if I had it or if I didn't had it, have it, it wasn't a big deal. It was just like, it would be nice to have an earth flag. And I, I like to call it receptive, being in the receptive mode. Yes. Yes. Receptive mode is more of the feminine side. Um, giving yes. is more of a masculine side. I mean, everything is yin and yang. So we have to see, you, we have to, a, a lot of, especially women have not trained to learn how to be receptive to to take to or not to take but to to get to get things I mean for me that was a big thing because I was uh, we're givers by nature we give and 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 when I uh, I'll speak for myself I was not used to getting Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's from my childhood so when something came my way, maybe I didn't feel worthy about it. I, I wasn't good enough when all these old beliefs would pop into my head that, you know, this is what, whoa, it's too big, you know? So, so I had to prime myself to be worthy of receiving, which is a big thing for a lot of people because what happens when you get a boatload of something you're not expecting it can go out very quickly because mm. you'll push it out because you don't feel like you deserved it or you're worthy or any of those, again, those negative things that we were brought up to believe you're not good enough, you know, or th- that's what majority of people have been programmed to believe unless you were born into wealth. Right, right. And you know, as you're speaking, Monica, it's certainly activating for me. I literally realized things and you want to get it up to the surface where you have a realization so that it can, you can now notice that you have these tendencies and the, the word yes I had to practice the word yes. <laughs> We're way more like if somebody was going to give me something, first thing out of my mouth was, no, no, that's yeah, okay. Exactly. Right? That's a, oh, no. no. Right? And I just started to say thank exactly. you. Exactly. Thank you for that. How sweet or something like that. And when, like we brought up already in our, in our episodes, you were brought up with hearing more of the word no, 
That's right. Us, that's right. Mm-hmm. Then the word yes, as a yep. baby and yep. as a as a toddler and as a child. And like we've explained that when you those first seven years, they're the developmental stage. You're in that dreamy state of being programmed. And unbeknownst to you, you were programmed to lean into the word no because you heard it so many more times. Um, well-meaning people, you know. No, get off that. You, you know, you're going to hurt mm. yourself. No, you're going to kill yourself. No, <laughs> you can't have I mean, that. No, not You can't now. have that. No, no. not now. Whatever. Right? Yeah. All of that stuff, Monica. Well, really what it's doing, because it's a frequency, is literally priming your mind for expecting no. Right? And we are, like, shocked <laughs> when the answer is yes. So when somebody comes around and they're actually doing something like giving you gifts, and you don't accept them, well, that message to the mind is no. And you, you're priming it for no, and then whatever, what else can the field do for yeah. you other than, or, uh, you know, begin to diminish that in your life and then expand the other. So the no, you know, and then you'll, you'll have a, these situations come up and they'll give you opportunity to mm-hmm. notice mm-hmm. And we want you to notice, be aware, uh, literally set the intention today, I'm going to be aware of when somebody offers me something and I say no. And it's the only way that it's at the surface so that you can begin to interject a new thought pattern Mm -hmm. and practice it and prime your mind for yes. And like you were saying, Monica, small things, just notice when somebody says, hey, uh, you know, you want to go out for a cup of coffee and then they uh, they pay for mm, it. Exactly. Something small even like that. Even a compliment. Or... Even a compliment. A compliment. Yes. Somebody gives you a compliment. Oh, How many times? Now I say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes. But years ago, I would say, oh, this thing. Oh, this dress. Oh, no. I know. It's just a rag I've had <laughs> in my closet for, for years. You know, it's nothing. <laughs> Oh, yes, I know. It's so well, you know, there you go, though, Monica. And again, we're not like you don't want to, you know, uh, go into that thinking like how bad that is. Right. It's not a bad thing. It's just information. I love the fact that I got to the point where everything was just information. I'm being informed Mm -hmm. so that I can make a better decision. And Mm -hmm. it's not like I need to unravel my entire childhood in my life (laughs) to get beyond a pattern and a habit it can be quite quick and we want it to be you know quicker than longer summer deeper but I feel like uh, this would be a good time to share some ways you can prime the mind every day if you do these things you're literally priming the mind to be open to new ways of thinking about your life that maybe you are someone who um, is really having a hard time believing and getting to the point of knowing that you can have something bigger in your life, mm. right? Mm. And it's something in a category, at least for my coaching, and I notice this with most coaches, Monica, too, right? There are key areas that that we all share, that we all kind of fall into having a difficulty in some maybe more than mm-hmm. one right and 
So in, in coaching, I want you to notice, you know, where are you in your finances? Where are you in your relationships? How, you know, from a one to a 10 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that you can be honest and say from, you know, from one to 10, I'm really not happy as in the area of finances, I'm struggling there or in the area of relationships, I, you know, start them and then it seems good, but then they just fall apart over and over or my body. I just, you know, yo-yo diets and up and down or pain in my body or, you know, I'm not as energetic or, um, in these key factors of, uh, key areas of life that seem to be pretty much in everybody's experience. Right. So if we choose one of those areas and you, I like practical examples because you'll probably relate or, you know, somebody who will. And uh, the the way is that in any one of those areas of life, if you want to prime your mind, what would you say is the very first thing that you would recommend to somebody? And you can even choose an example in one of those areas that you would do every day to get your mind ready. What would I do to get my mind ready to, to receive? Yeah. Um, right. Well, I do, I do a few things. I do, right, as we, we had a few discussions on this before and some other uh, talks that we did already, is before I get out of bed. Um, and while I'm still in bed, I prime for the day. What would I like to see happen this day? So I'm in that la-la phase between waking up and um, still partly asleep and I prime myself to create the day Uh, this is going to be a wonderful day opportunities are going to be coming my way today I get so many opportunities that I turn things down because so much comes up but I prime my day then then I journal and I and I write every three things I'm so happy and grateful now that I have and it could be the home that I want the finances that I want the relationship that I want so I put that down and again very light and airy Mm. it's not Mm -hmm. not heavy at all I really for me when I put on music and dance that just lightens my spirit and if I think while I'm in that a light, a lighter uh, vibration, that lighter state of mind, uh, I start attracting things. When I go for my walk, I, you know, if I find a penny, I say, thank you. Thank you. I find a dime. Thank you. You know, I found a hundred dollar bills once and it was like, whoa, this is awesome. So I, the, just little things that I play with and, and I become aware of my thoughts I, during the day. And, and that's also pay attention to when you, things come your way because they're coming our way a lot we just have to get pay attention is paying awareness you, you're aware when an opportunity comes and it could be the slightest little thing that you just noticed that came in your inbox or um somebody called i don't know it could be so many different things so that's that's how i play with that energy of receiving Yes. And that is, you actually, it's a requirement. It really is, Monica. It's not that you can, uh, never mind, uh, you know, start tomorrow kind of thing, mm. you know, and put it off, put it off. Because we want you to live your best life in yeah. this life. So if you really want to experience the changes that 
I know you do. We all mm. do. And it kind of feels bad in us when we walk around feeling like life is not working out for me. It'll never work out mm. for me. I might as well just get become accustomed to this because that will then cause you to probably make decisions that aren't very good for you. Like we've discussed in the, in, in previous ones where everybody knows what they are, because why would you, if you're not feeling good about your life, if you're not really in the vibrational vicinity, mm -hmm. which you need mm -hmm. to be. So you need to lift it up. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're talking mm -hmm. about Monica, it's up to yeah. me to set the tone for the day and prime my mind. And my, uh, that explanation right there, that will change your life. Yeah. And is it hard? It's <laughs> not know? hard, but it's, it's no. discipline. I think it's, it's, it's it is what discipline. it is. It's, and yes. most people are yeah. lacking that discipline. I'll do, as you just said, I'll do it later. I don't feel like it. I journal every morning. Yes. And yes. on Sundays, I do not. I read spiritual text. Now, and I read, I read and listen to spiritual texts during the, during the week uh, also, but Sunday exclusively in the morning, spiritual text, it could be scriptures, it could be something uplifting, mm -hmm. but it has to do with spiritual connecting to, as you said, source, God, infinite intelligence, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. I really embody that one day a week and the six days a week, I journal about three pages I just, uh, and, yes. and I got into that habit. It's a habit now. And I have certain habits that I do. Right. And, and, right. and it's a discipline. It's a high level of awareness. But however, once you get into that routine, amazing things happen. Right. They really, really do. And it's not that I don't feel like it. No, I'm just going to do it. It's, it's the new norm. Yes. Yes. And, when you think about it, Monica, you're not doing it to experience anything mm -hmm. other than a deeper exactly. connection with that part of you. And if things mm -hmm. pop in and delight you in that day, surprise mm -hmm. you, and something good happens, and I'll share an example I had today, very ordinary, but to me, it's so glaring, right, in my life that the reason why this is working out is because I'm involved mm -hmm. in it, right? But I share that with you. And I would also point out, because you brought up writing and journaling and um, how very important it is, a way of thinking about how important mm. that is, is, and they've proven this, they've, they've done the research, that if you write out mm -hmm. That's rather right. than just think yep. it, it's going to have a different effect in your you know, in your believing it and also in your nervous system and in you... Um, having a relationship with whatever it is that you're writing. Yes. Right. And it, you far and away, they did this in particular with people who were, had, had career goals. Mm -hmm. Right. So they wrote them out and then they tracked mm -hmm. them for years. <coughs> they literally did a study in, in a university. And then they saw that the people who wrote them reported back far more success than the people That's who right. didn't. And a way that I could, th I would think about it too. In so far as the writing is, you know, it's a very intimate thing. You're, 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 you're really getting involved with that part of you that's very creative. And can you imagine if, like, oh, I don't know, like Beethoven <laughs> just sat around and thought <laughs> music and never got mm. it out? 
on paper, mm. right? That's when it goes from thought to think, mm-hmm. right? So you, you hear that often. You want it to go from just you thinking about it to becoming a thing. And don't put a timeline on these things or anything, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, just let, like, let it go into mm-hmm. the field. But I'll give you an example because, it, again, you know, repeating how important the morning is, right? And um, I have long conversations and do the same things that you do too, Monica, with writing. And, and um, it's an automatic response to my coming out of that uh, world I was just in in my sleep state to the waking state. But I, in my experience of, of, getting my mind and my body into this feeling of it's a new day, mm-hmm. right? And this kind of sounds kind of, I don't know, corny to a lot of people, new day, new beginnings, maybe overused or anything, but it's really true. And I get very excited about it and I go, uh, and I learned this from the teachers, Abraham Hicks, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't know them, very known now in the, in the world of, of, of uh, self-empowerment and you can certainly look the, look them up. Um, very very popular in the understanding of the law of attraction and how your thoughts create and everything. But um, they would say everything always works out so well mm. for me, mm. right? And so I would feel that in my body. Everything works. I love I everywhere I look. It's so I love everywhere I look. Right? Get really involved with it. Right? And um, uh, I am so fortunate. I look around the room before I even leave it. Oh, my gosh. It gets magnified. I am so fortunate. Mm. And I look at these, you know, in particular, this is where I really feel so fortunate. I've got my lovely Lucy, my dog, <laughs> and my, my two cats, both of them named Charlie, <laughs> uh, because I got them from different owners. Prince Charlie and Sweet Charlie, and I look at them, and I'm I'm so filled with appreciation, <laughs> Monica. I swear, I swear, I am. I am not kidding. No kidding. And then you get up and you go about your day, and so this is a real life ex- experience. I went out for a walk with Lucy, and I see this big puddle of oil under my car, mm. <laughs> right? And that's not a mm. good thing. So. But because you practice, I swear, I'm not that upset anymore when I see yeah. these things. And it just so happens that, yeah, you know, because ordinarily in the past, I would be like, oh, no. <laughs> How much is this going to cost me? Because you know what? It's going to be a problem. But I don't have those mm. thoughts anymore because of this practice. But I had already had uh, work done on the car. And it was around this uh uh, a much smaller amount of oil that I had noticed. So I said, you know, it's fine. Everything always works out for me. So I call up the people. They say, bring it in mm. later. I bring it in, mm. Monica. It was this minor, mm. minor thing. And the guy did not even wow. charge me. So I walk out of there and I go, see, <laughs> to myself, because you're in so involved with your yeah. life that it becomes this, you are walking around knowing that you are in a relationship with that part of you that is involved with it. And when you set the day up like that, and I would certainly throw in, you know, I certainly sitting there and just quiet your mind. They call it meditation. Quiet it down. Don't rush out of the bed. Don't go rushing into work. Don't go rushing anywhere. It's loaded with, with probably stress filled thinking. 
quieted for just five minutes yes. and do deep, long breathing. If you can't do anything yeah. else and you do that, that'll prepave yeah. the energy because energy precedes you everywhere you go. And if it's all filled with anxiety and stress because, you know, you're, you're doing the same things over and over that are filling you, are, you're literally priming your mind for more negative and, um, you know, stress-feeling thoughts, there's no other way that it can really turn out for you, it's, right? It's absolutely correct. I mean, how many people, the first thing they do is look at their phone in, in the morning. I that know. is the yes. I'm telling you, please do not do that. I, I don't like to put rules on people. Do it, do not. No television, no, dis, no, no media, right. no, no quiet. The morning, I adore the mornings. I, uh, Me I mean, too. I get up probably sometimes between five and six o'clock. That's my natural wake up time. And I just right. love the mornings that quiet for me. That is pure heaven. And I just go into just a really soft day. I, I do the crypto quote in the morning. I am, then I do my journal. I get up very slowly. I feed my two cats. So it's a really relaxed morning. And then I'll get up. I'll, I light uh, either a candle or some incense. And um, I, I have a little altar where I have these just I call them my helpers guides and uh, things and I just say a little prayer there and then I'll start my day and then I'll look at my phone and see if some message or something I need to look at came in but um, otherwise I'm I'm I I cherish that morning I I really give it and and take out the juice juiciness of it but the worst thing you can do is look at the phone uh turn on the television anything like that it to distract you and that that's going to take discipline to to hold back so you are not doing that if you're not used to enjoying the morning it's a practice and it's discipline to shift so, but I, I advise uh, that would be one of the best things to do is really relish that morning and, and set the intention for the day. Are you there, Kathleen? I think I lost you. Well, I'm not sure exactly what happened here, but uh, Kathleen and I um, are going to just uh, say we wish you a wonderful day. We had some practical good tools for you to use for the day to prime the mind, to set the intentions, and know that you are worthy. I mean, just look at your body. Look at the cells in your body. It's, it's amazing how your body functions without you just not even have to do anything. Your breath, your heart, your organs, they're all operating perfectly well. 
if you're in tune with this divine spirit that's omnipresent, as Kathleen said in the beginning. So it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, message for you to understand how you can appreciate life, the beauty of life, the magic of life, of nature, connect. And um, we really hope that you take the juiciness out of the day and especially the morning before all that buzz of activity starts. And um, for the rest of the day, say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everything and anything that comes your way, even if it doesn't even seem good. Just say thank you. Uh, That affirmation is huge. So we hope that you got some great tips for today. And we look forward to connecting with you on our next coaching call. So until then, we will say au revoir. Thank you for being here. We are very, very grateful for your presence. And we look forward to speaking with you on the next call. All the best. Take care.